0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game. My name is Edward, named after a trilogy. That being my pops. Shout out to my mother and my grandmother for helping raise me too. We are at full strength. Feel like it's been a long time coming. Life's our individual lives have been crazy, but nonetheless, we are doing our best to fight and stay consistent and still keep bringing you great episodes. What is a podcast without your brothers? We all in the building tonight.
1: Come on, man. Big brother, shine hard. Big brother, Iron Man, tapping in. That Shine Hard Surgical picks Instagram, Twitter.
2: Come on, man. Let's get into it. Yo, it is the host with the most that blows the most smoke, Black Peace, to rap plug, the hip-hop plug. You already know. Be sure to go check out that good old podcast. I'm talking smoke. killing <laughs> rotation, man, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your dope podcast from. Let's get it. Let's go.
3: Good afternoon, beautiful people. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Sedacious Miles, and on behalf of me and my guys, I just want to say thank you so much for still rocking with us. I really appreciate it. Let's do this, bro. Yeah, man. And
0: we back. Yeah, man. Since we've been, since we took last week off, or took some time off, rather, out in the music world, Drake dropped for all my dogs, and Before we get into the knee deep discussion of how everybody felt about the album, I would ask if y'all agree with this statement and just, you know, obviously if you don't, just correct me. I believe Drake came into the game, his two hottest songs that he came into the game with was the, I don't know if it was a song or the mixtape, but the uh, So Far Gone
1: Oh, yeah, the the mixtape that was Grammy nominated. Um, First song I ever heard by Drake was, I believe it may have been Ransom on MySpace, MySpace days, Mm -hmm. Um, Ransom Freestyle. Um, And then from there, I kind of backtracked and went to Comeback Season. Awesome mixtape. Awesome mixtape before So Far Gone. Um, And a lot of people, OG Drake fans, was a bit critical um probably
0: hold on. A bit. hold on before you go uh go uh deeper into it is oh what was the song on so far gone on the so far gone mixtape that had the um had the dj screw beat uh you
1: thinking about
0: november eighteenth freestyle oh, okay november eighteenth freestyle that And I know you just mentioned Ransom, but I would say November 18th, Freestyle. And then you go to if you want to argue the commercial hit of You the Best. Would y'all say those are a fair like two solid stepping stones that Drake came into the game introducing himself to the <clears throat> rap world with or would y'all go somewhere else outside of November, uh, November 18th Freestyle and so, f- not so far gone, November 18th Freestyle and You the Best. But those
1: songs are off of, well, one of them is off of So Far Gone and then one of them is off this critically a uh, playing first album Take Care. So, I mean,
0: I think just in terms of singles, I don't
1: think it's in my opinion. I don't think it's a single that popped him off. Right. He wasn't. He came in with a large body of work. So I think when some of those mainstream tracks blew up or what (laughs) have you. But I feel like the first song that blew up for me and I feel like in the social media area was my first experience with Drake. Again, was ransom freestyle. And I have I heard one of my homies had it on his MySpace page. And maybe go do my research, line wire, right? Comeback season. I'm like, yo, this dude dope. Like he sing and he rap. I'm like, and this is before. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, sting rap should be a thing. I'm like, somebody should start doing that. And then, sure enough, somebody comes along and melodic raps his way to the top. And you know, twelve years later, man, here he, we are. Here we are.
3: So. I would agree, bro. I would say best I ever had. And um, November 18th were the ones because those were the ones in the clubs when Drake was coming out of, like, the Young Money phase. Because what Izzo was talking about is, like, the Young Money phase where he was, like, kind of being introduced under that. But once he, you know what I'm saying, put those two out That really that whole mixtape, like you said, but those are the ones that, as far as mainstream goes, the people that didn't go and do their research, didn't go and backtrack, like those are the ones that's got like, who's this Drake guy? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I I, I would agree. But then I would say, if he doesn't, he comes back with over off Take Care, and that's what it's like, oh, Drake is here. And, you know, that's, which uh, is aforementioned as well. Take Care was, you know, I mean... Um, I'm sorry. No, that was thank me later. Excuse me. Thank me later. And yeah. So yeah, those off that mixtape. Those two for sure, for sure. But real Drake friends know, comeback season is the start of Drake Drake. It, it's not even room for improvement. Because if you, yeah, you it you ain't room chasing. for
1: improvement for me.
3: You that that's you cloud chasing if you say room for improvement. You just looking to get
1: some because comeback country. season was the culmination of everything, <laughs> <it's like> <laughs> bro. Yeah. Replacement him. with Trey songs, you got so yeah. many. oh man, I ain't gonna lie. That's in a,
0: back. That's a uh, in the morning on it, too, right? With Cole. Oh no, that's brother. after.
3: After. That's after. Mm-hmm. That's
0: after.
3: Is that closer to my
0: dreams or something. Yeah, he floated on that chart. <laughs> black, the black, the blackest one. What woman.
2: say you? I love the introductions, fellas. Um, it is no, a- I feel like um uh, he was more of a force, man. It was a combination of everything uh the guys had already said. He was just made he was like a force. Just like when Lil Wayne came out and started being that guy, it's like, yeah, you could say it was this time, that time, but we all know it was just like it came over like a plague. Like it just took over. And, you know, I could say comeback season, I can say Sorry far gone, I can say certain songs, but it's like I think everybody just has that favorite song that caught them and just was like, you know what? This guy is it. He's he's it. Maybe two or three songs, they just locked it in. I know I got mine from a, a old college roommate named Ryan, you know, as far as my introduction into him. I already knew, I already heard of him. I already got like a, a, a gist of who the guy was, but I didn't know like he had a body of work and he kind of put me on to the idea of like, uh, you know, comeback season and so on and so forth. And I'm like, really? So when that happened, it was just like, you know, everybody gets introduced to that whole body of work. And it's just like, geez, like this guy is just like Sean Hart said, just like Live said, it's like, this guy is, he's, he got next. There's no doubt about it. He's singing and rapping and he's doing it both successfully. So um, just, just to answer it, man, like, I think it was just, he just came in like a plague, bro. I don't think it was in particular the thing that did it. It's just Drake was just here. So.
0: Yeah, no, so... <laughs> Y'all
3: like some real Drake fans right now, bro.
0: So no. I, I, I preference my question with that earlier with You the Best and So Far Gone because when I was listening to For All My Dogs, I feel like that album was just a maturation of those two tracks evolutionizing into that and that would be my shortest take of the album. It's a maturation, the evolution process of those two songs being wrapped up into 20-something-plus tracks. That's how I feel about the album.
2: I'd do one better and say it's a maturation of all of Drake into one album, in my opinion. You get the sensitive, you get the the rapping, you get the the new guy, you get a, a little taste of the, what he used to be. But overall, you just get like... This is who Drake is. Like you want to know who he is, listen is the whole album. And we get a couple songs that may miss you, but you may catch on later in, in you know life. A couple months, couple weeks. But overall, I'm like, this is a Drake that I've I've kind of missed. I've, I've heard a lot, a lot of Drake that I've missed in there, and it's like you know what, this is good. But at the same time, though, it's like you get that aggressive gangster Drake at the same exact time. So it's just like, okay, I like this. A lot of people don't like it. They feel like he's not growing. But I don't think this is an album for him to show that he's grown. It's just. More of a flex than
0: anything but else. To that, Darnell, right? People say, "Oh, it doesn't sound like he's grown." I I understand that argument as it relates to context of just like Drake. What have you been having going on with your life, and so on and so forth? Okay, we know you are a dad. There's bars here, there sprinkled out through you know Adonis, so on and so forth, right? But when you had, when you try to have the conversation about whether or not Drake has grown and What new material or content about your life are you going to talk about? Album for album, Drake has told you who he is, certified level boy. I'm going to be engaged with all these women until the end of time or until I feel like I found the one or the ones. And because of that, y'all just going to keep hearing me talk about all these different women and these fantasies that I have with women throughout my lifetime. Nothing more, nothing less. And you could argue there's that's all there is to drake's life at this particular particular point in time
2: well worded my brother well well articulated dog that was probably the best description of his old album and this album and the big difference of it's just like like i said what do you expect him to say like you know what he's done what do you want to know, his future plans? He's already giving you his future plans. He want to retire at this age, or he want to do this with his life with women. And like, you already know what he's going to say. So what at this point, him re- reiterating himself is going to do as far as, you know, or what is him trying to dig so much more deeper going to do if you already know this guy? He's like nine number one out al- number one albums or something like that. Like tied up with Michael Jackson at this point. Like, bro, he's giving you a lot of work hold, on, hold, on, hold st- on. with with, with hold touching on. some free stuff. I want to make a
1: differentiation between it. I think somebody, um, on Twitter made a great point. Um, let's let's be cool with the Michael Jackson comparisons, and here's why. Michael Jackson was coming up in an era of no streaming, and yes, it is very important. Why? Because back then, bro, people, bro, come on, man, hard. <laughs> back physical copies bro he's literally sending people all colors all ages to whatever store you could go get music from to go physically buy that there's something to be said about that should be having... times
0: 10 before you could say it exactly reaching.
1: like it, it bro if michael jackson had streaming he literally would have taken over the world there would not have been one person in the world that wasn't listening to Michael Jackson. And I firmly believe that. And I mean, like every country, you know how you say in the Bible in revelations, right? I don't know if it's exactly in Revelation. Forgive me, fellow believers. But it says a line in there where it's like, "Um, Lord Jesus Christ won't come back until um, the gospel has been preached and reached to every corner, like every sector of the globe, right? And then and all again will we return right, so I feel like I equate it to the same. I'm not calling him second coming of Christ or anything like that. I'm not making no analogy or no metaphor, crazy like that. But what I am saying is the reach, as far as like just overall impact. Like I feel like it's a differentiation between people going out, hustling to go, but not even hustling, just going out physically going to get it, as opposed to you know what I'm saying. We and in, in, it ain't Drake' fault, right? The Year he was born, right? The era he was born into, but I know it's like, yeah, he got the most number ones, like Mike, but in an era where nobody was doing what Mike was doing, and it was, and it still stands the test of time as far as like sales, like, and if you go hard back, like the most number one albums, the most purchased album, um, the most, the album that went diamond the most times in the history of music, like. You're talking about unprecedented, rarefied air. But still, though, shout out to Dre. Cause I know the old heads, um, to kind of go back to the for all the dogs fake. Um, forgive me if I'm all over the place, but I know the Joe Buttons of the world would have you, I wanna, you know, I want to hear him rap, I wanna hear him hang around his peers, I wanna hear him talk about, you know, things people his age should be talking about. But it's like, damn, what should people his age be talking about? It's like he's giving you the authenticity of his. Of his life and
0: women, twenty four. 7 up
1: until this point, and and the relevancy he still holds, he surrounds himself with younger people because he still wants to appeal to a certain demographic, to the people that's buying the music, right? To the streamers, to the people who have attention spans less than five seconds. Our fellow millennials love them, mm-hmm. um, right? So it's like, I mean, you can't can be mad at a recipe thing, for success, but it's like, dang, I get where the Hip hop purists come in and be like, "Oh well, I want to hear this, and I want to listen to." It. It's like, "Well, damn, you know, go listen to an earlier album. He got some that you know what I'm saying. It's like I don't, I don't know if you'll get that version anymore of Drake, right? Um, but that's the beauty of it. He, I feel like you can do whatever you want now, and I think he's at that level, and I think that's what they're waiting on. It's like, hey, you at that level to where you should be able to just do whatever you want and still just be accepted. And I feel like this is Drake doing whatever he wants, right? He still yeah. want to be number one. He's very much so a competitor, mm-hmm. he wants to compete. He wants the numbers to actualize it and mirror the success that he's having out of, not somebody just saying, man, I don't care what the numbers say, that album was good. Cause you got a lot of rappers like that, right?
0: It's like, mm-hmm. man, I don't
1: care what the numbers say, man. That album was great. That album was woo woo But it's like, man, you want to be good? or you want to be Drew Good It's like, <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Any closing remarks on the Drake albums? Uh, did you say something? I feel like you just been listening. I could be wrong. No, I I, I say shit. I was, I was waiting for everybody to be finished, bro. Oh, okay, okay. All I, I got to say tra- is what
3: <laughs> I did say.
0: Okay, no, nah, rock out, rock out.
3: Bro, it's, it's the best Drake album ever made, bro. Put, put any other album up against it i think and, that's and you you and i love that you make i love that you, you like that expression come over you because you even just said it bro you're not gonna get that drake anymore right you're gonna get the drake that he is now that we know him to have us his own 757 drake like bro the nigga killed everybody with one line Will they give me my flowers? Well, of course not. They don't want to talk about that because it's a sore spot, bro. So we 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 ain't really worried about who likes the album or not, bro. One, your your your, your woman's gonna continue to like it. That's what for sure, done? right? Uh... And, 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 and I gave you the prelude with Certified Lover Boy. Y'all was like, "Oh, you do love me, love me." But then I come for all the dogs and really get on some dog was No, no, I'm not talking about you, bro. It's just all all the chatter I've been here, bro. And it's like, y'all crazy, right? But it's like, to me, it's like Kobe and LeBron, I'm sorry. I love them both. They can never be better than Jordan. They can never be better than Jordan. Drake can be as good or even better. He's never going to be Mike. He ain't well nobody
1: about only me. Mike. I mean Mike
0: Hold on Mike. so so who's so who is your Mike in rap? Like who is Drake never gonna be better than? Michael Jackson. Okay. But Michael Jackson ain't a rapper. Michael Jackson transcends
1: all music categories. He is like just music. He yeah. he
2: appeals to everyone though. That's that's yeah. He appeals to literally
1: everyone and everybody and everything.
3: And, and Drake I mean, only does only rap thing and in Jackson the conversation. Didn't do was get and Drake only I, I does rap. I
1: get where you're going. I get where you're
2: going.
3: And but, Drake only does but, rap, and he's in the conversation.
2: But he also does international rap as well, and he's he not afraid does a lot to like go out he puts on his, his Canadian accent. Just to be when able he to, wants
1: to. Feel
3: uh, heroic. So I don't know now. now I don't what know. You're comparing Drake? apples to oranges, oranges to apples,
2: apples to apples. Right? No, that's a good thing. It's what you're supposed to do. Like that's what Michael Jackson was doing. He didn't make just nothing but love music. He made music, and that's what Drake is trying to and do to then make the comparison. It did
3: come to make a rap album to put him that much closer to
2: Michael Jackson. Let me tell
3: you this: Michael
2: Jackson does album. all that did come to make a rap what album. I think he's, a, he's <laughs> the next <laughs> best thing to Michael Jackson. Tell you that. I think Drake's album. He Alan can't be that a...
3: because Beyonce got that. He can be the third best thing to Michael Jackson.
2: Mm. What did y'all I, say? I, I, thank you, Sean Hart, for that uh, backup. Because I was like, I <laughs> What did you say, Sebastian? Say that
3: again? <laughs> he can not be the second. Coming. Beyonce's the second coming to Michael Jackson. He can be the third coming to Michael Jackson. Go look it up, bro. Go look up this Renaissance concert all over the globe. Go look it up. Don't ask me. Drake, Drake one can one can argue that, that she just at
2: this point, and that's just that's just clientele, if it makes any sense. Drake is still building his his fan base to a certain extent. He's he ain't went down yet, dog. Like he's still going up. Beyonce ain't went, went he down, ain't, he, he ain't gonna ever touch her.
3: Beyonce, brother. He ain't gonna never touch Beyonce, brother. Niggas do not pay for music. They pay for music. They're gonna keep her being the queen bee. I'm sorry. Rap music is down 40%. Drake music is
2: not down 40%. But okay, rap music DJ, is. You think made, you just made the point. down 40%?
1: Talking about some rap music down 40%. Prime
2: point. Rap music's down, but not Drake. So that says, like... I...
1: That's what we're trying to say, bro. Drake ain't rap music. Drake is Drake. Yeah. He's gotten to a point you... to where he is above the rule. It's sad. Okay.
0: He's his true. genre. He's his own genre.
2: Yeah, because it's like yeah. when Drake drop, it's like he's Drake. He's the only true. guy. Even if people don't like him, they got to put a butt behind it. It's like I don't like him, but he's still the best. I don't right. like the way he do this, but it's and like, that's, like and that's a powerful because it's, it's like
1: I may not like this nigga
2: but I like respect it. Him. The boy is Just good, like the boy is good. I exactly. with, his, with his decisions of doing this, that, and the third, but he can sing, but he can dance, but they, they respect the, the craft. Hey, I,
0: I, I don't, questions are popping up in my head, even though we kind of been on this for a while, but can and this album potentially be subpar, but because it's Drake, And his full body of work that he's accumulated over the years, people still stamp it as out of this world. I want to take that first. I I'll take that first.
1: As a sidebar, I need a Nathan McKinnon legacy game. (laughs)
3: Like,
0: like, I need
1: eight shots. I know he had, like, 15 shots on goal last year. I literally need, like, seven. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, you took the combo? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Ooh. All right, man. Nah. uh, But yeah, in the comments, right, could... For all the dogs, be subpar, but because it's Drake and we revere him and hold him in high regard for his full body of work, we just... Stamp it as yo, it's the new Drake album. It's gotta be fire.
2: No, it's entertaining as hell, in my opinion. Well, it's hell, that's as a a, bit strange, but it's that's entertaining a, highly. That's a
0: great word. I love that word. The album is very entertaining.
2: He entertained the fact that the whole Rihanna thing, the whole triple X thing, he um, gave a little bit more insight on with his kid. Um, still letting you know he's still a certified lover boy. Even some, even to some words or trick, like I mean, he he gave some stuff to like, oh man, man a something, something, new, or a little something something said from the gone mouth.
1: Um, I, I I'll wrap with this. Twitter has this new thing right where the closer and closer it gets to the first of the month, you begin to see women start tweeting how uh <laughs> how niggas ain't shit. The, the closer, it's like a little range. It starts like the twenty sixth, twenty fifth, and twenty
0: sixth, but it go
1: all the way up until like the third or for the next. But the weird it started talking about, but you ain't paying for this. He shouldn't be seeing me. If I ain't paying for this, he should. Man, hey, bro, I wish I was making it up. Go blog on Twitter.
0: I thought I thought I you were about, about to I he thought preacher. you you were about to make reference to the skit where it's like the dude hit a chick up who you just met from the club. And they're like, oh, yo, what's up? What you on? Nothing like, trying to kind my baby. Baby. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn. Well, you know, good luck with that.
0: Moving on, bringing this uh to the football, the football stage. So Colorado State, they give up, go Colorado State. Colorado, they give up a big lead to Stanford. And in this game, Travis Hunter returned back from being injured, lacerated kidney or long one of the two. But Travis had had been out some time before coming into this game against Stanford. And he puts on an absolute show. 13 catches, 140 yards receiving with two touchdowns. In his return back, from a bruised kidney. How... Lacerate. Lacerated. Um... it's a fancier word though. I feel like <laughs> laceration was like a maybe
1: a cut on it or maybe like a a depression within the kidney, maybe a bruiser. Something yeah. like
2: a yeah. Um liver.
1: Abrasion. When in doubt. Pinky out Man, them early 2000 Spongebob episodes Sidebar, nothing like them, bro They do not make cartoons like that anymore New Spongebob episodes Are like a smidge Overboard with the cartoon violence And they never were like that in the beginning I'm just like
0: Lacerated kidney is a Tear in the kidney I knew it, a tear Tear to the kidney tissue. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, um Travis Honor returns from a lacerated kidney in the versus the Colorado State game. And so he finally makes his return back from back from that situation going up against Stanford. Colorado goes up big in halftime. Was that 29 to zero, I believe? Something like that. 29 to 0. Stanford makes a comeback to win in double overtime, forty-six to forty-three. My question to you, Isaac, would be: Is this just a situation of Travis Hunter not having his win, and you know, being in shape, missing two games, and then coming back because he got torched? on the defensive end early on in the game, there was not much targeting towards his direction, but after a while, once they realized, Oh, we can actually go with this dude. The, the uh, Travis Hunter being a primary defender on Aya Manor for Stanford, who ended up with the, ended up ending the game with 13 catches for 294 yards and three touchdowns, Travis Hunter being a primary defender on him. The question is, is this just a matter of Travis Hunter being overexerted after missing a lot of time? Or does there need to be a conversation to say, hey, does Travis Hunter have to eventually – pick a side on which which way he wants to go for his football career, that either being at corner or that being on on at the wide receiver position.
1: Um uh, I think
0: he went up against
1: somebody that may be him as well. Um because that's Stanford receiver and I just found out that I think the guys from Canada. Which haunts me because I'm I'm trying to keep that USA and other nations gap athletically <laughs> as wide and broad as possible. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm American through and through. We got the same mindset, screw us, whatever. Uh, but I, I think it's a I think it's a situation to where you run up a run up into a guy who who's really good as well. And I think the fact that I think, you know, coaches are are really smart, right? This is this guy's first game back in almost a month. Um, he's playing both ways, which is already extremely tiring. We are going to go at him relentlessly and make him play. No plays off. We are going to target our best guys since you're on them all the time. and We are going to make you work. And it seems as though that that plan, you know, may have worked in the end. Um, like you said, the receiver was able to go for 13, 300, and three touchdowns. Sounds like a career day to me. Um, I don't care who against you. Uh, but I think it's a situation to where maybe it's just a perfect storm. Maybe I think it's a situation where I don't know if you play both ways in the league. I think eventually you'll have to um, play one way. I think it was cool to for him to display the fact that he can He was uh, drafted as an elite corner, or not drafted, rather, but recruited as an elite corner, but also a playmaker at the wide receiver position. Um, It may come a a situation to where he has to pick. Um, If I were him, I think right now receivers are making a little more than corners, but depending on if you're that guy or not, uh, it's a great market for both positions, right? So,
0: um... no, all of his stats were after halftime.
1: Oh, yeah, so I think that's something to be said. I think he's tired, right? Because, like you said, they weren't doing anything.
0: 29 is
1: it? That's literally crazy.
0: 13 catches, 294 receiving yards with three teddies all after halftime.
3: What is that? That's literally crazy. Did
1: Colorado have some unders
0: on sell on the game,
1: on the play line? <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know, man. Um, I think it's a very unique situation. I think Colorado's defense is just shaky at best anyway. And I think...
0: That may be an insult to the word shaky.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm just saying Coach Prime has been saying it all all year, right? We are not where we want to be as far as our front seven. You know, our guys in the trenches, O-line and D-line. And if you look, man, yeah, the guy went for 13 and 300, but you got to be able to run the ball out of that, too. And you can just see that defense just constantly just letting go of the rope every single time. Mm-hmm. I don't have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball that consistently can be stout and make offenses either one, climb the whole field, right, with good field position, um, the bend but do break mentality. They don't have any of that. They don't have the athletes to fortify that defense right now. And what you see is if the offense can't win it, they're probably not going to win the game, man, because the defense ain't going to be able to hold people to, a, as you can see, a reasonable amount. You know, they had to win in a shootout versus TCU. We just found out TCU ain't really that good, right, yeah. as far as relatively speaking uh, for other, you know, top, you know, teams in the land. But
0: Something else that I think should be should be taken into notice is as bad as people wanted or anticipated Colorado to be, They are not getting that in the totality of the team, but we are seeing that they are bad on defense. And them being bad on defense, you could try to accredit that to coaching or not having a personnel, but that's just a growing pain of having this team. One is being your first year and two coach prime still needing more time to cultivate that defense and get in the right players with how great the offense is in a perfect world, the defense would be just as complementary to the offense. But I think what we're, these lapses that we're seeing on the defensive end to a degree, you get spotted 29 points. Your defense isn't supposed to give up 46 points in the <laughs> second half of a game with two with double overtime. Your defense is not supposed to do that at any level, no matter who they are. Right. But what we are witnessing with seeing these defensive collapses is just the growing pains of – we're seeing the growing pains in real time that, oh, Deion needs to fix this immediately, right? They don't get to go behind the curtains and fix this on the half season. We're seeing this every Saturday live that this defense ain't up to par. And unfortunately, it's just a growing pain that it's costing Colorado State wins right now. And it'll just take Mm -hmm. some time. Now, if next year... Didn't we expect this, though? Hmm? I'm sorry, didn't we expect this? No, no. no. I think that's why I said in the beginning, people expected them to be bad, but they're only seeing the bad that they were anticipating on the defensive side. Mm. I think if the offense wasn't that good and the defense wasn't that good, we would just say, Ah, uh, we told y'all y'all weren't going to be able to just run through everybody but that's not the case the de- the offense is exceptional right minus they don't really have a strong running game but for them to only for their achilles to only be defense it's just like well right at, at some point at some point y'all you know y'all as the head coach from Oregon said at some point y'all Cinderella run had to run out. And now we're seeing, okay, this is where they are weak at. This is where them switching in and bringing in a whole new regime of players and through the transfer portal, this is where we're seeing them have to take a hit for that at because they don't have their defense down, down packed to where they would like for it to be. Right, Right. If it doesn't drastically change next year, a high cause of concern, and however much longer Dion is going to be there, if it doesn't change, then I think we need to start looking at the coaching and and be like, yo, what are y'all doing? Um. So yeah, yeah.
1: I think they, I think they'll be there. I just give them a couple years. Like you, you don't get church players immediately out the, out the group. Once they start recruiting some five star O line and D line. Um, and you get some some additional skill players in there on the back end to help complement it. You can play real good complementary football. Man, they're going to be marching people up and down the field because they don't even have a run game right now, bro. And I've noticed in the past couple of weeks, Shador has been taking off more. And it's probably been a part of the game plan because it's like, hey, we don't have a ground game right now. Um, And I don't think it's because they don't have capable backs. They just don't have an O-line that can consistently open up those right. runways. That you need to be to be consistent. So we'll see. You know,
3: we'll we'll, we'll give them a couple I mean, years. Pause, but they need more they, they they need more people. They need more dogs. On, on like 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 my boy said in the trenches. Like the trenches is where football games are won, bro. Like you move that line of scrimmage, you in there. And so it, it's it's all about who can who can do the best at controlling the line, line of scrimmage and, that that's just all it is. He got the elite weapons outside on both offense and defense. It's just again, if if the big boys ain't getting it done down low, then it is what it is. Pause. I'm just gonna pause it just cause.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, before we wrap, are we um, is the ALs and NLs CS? Is it best of seven or best of five? Seven. All right, great. We get seven. Okay. I thought so. Well, I just want the double check. Okay.
2: Yeah, we ain't touched that panic button quite yet, sir.
1: And we actually have a more solidified record away than we do at home. So the Astros are kind of like the Warriors, bro. The Astros are like the Warriors yeah. of the MLB. Quite literally.
2: Here's what I Did mean. Did I say this? Would you say this? No, it's personal conversation sidebar. My my apologies. I didn't say it on the okay. actual uh, podcast. <laughs> oh no, for
1: sure. But I mean, I think other people have equated us to being the warriors of MLB as well, right? Homegrown people hate us, right? We're in it every single year. Can't count us out.
0: Seven seven straight years. Come on now, come on now.
1: Talk to us. Walk with me. <laughs> Talk to you me, nice. <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, and it's one of those situations to where if you if you knew the Warriors situation last year, right, they had a situation to where they couldn't win at home. But it was like they were so, you know what I'm saying, they were a great team on the road. And it's like the two don't mix, right? And then you get in the playoffs where you need it, right? And then you get, you know, 4-1 by the late show. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, was that 4-1? Did we win 4-1? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think we did, and I'm saying yeah, we. Malaga's fan, man. <laughs> Rest in peace, the Mamba. But uh, I I, I just I, I I in a uh i in the point with this. Um, not a favorable comparison, seeing as though the Warriors didn't win it last year, but you know, anything is possible. But Lakers, man, Nathan E.
0: Lakers, he'll, Lakers he'll won. Valley
1: looking like freaking Nolan Ryan the other day, bro.
0: Lakers got the series in six last year, and Scherzer comes in and
1: pitches at home,
0: so it could get. I don't know,
1: man. We got a battle to climb.
0: Nah, hey man, don't underestimate the heart of a champions. I believe our beloved Houston Rockets were lower seeds when they won the championship Uh, maybe back to back years but definitely one of those years they were a lower seed
1: I say this too a team has never made it to the World Series with a losing record at home during the regular season and the Rocket excuse me and the Astros are 40 and 43 at home this year but hey it's the first time for everything
0: it's the first time for everything.
1: Exactly, they fuck around.
0: Don't want do it. Hey, we'll see. Nah, Astros, y'all yeah, get back to the World Series, I win the championship. I'm coming home for the. I'm coming home for the parade. No questions asked, Astros. Get us, get us back to the promised land. Get us back to the promise. land. What's lane. it, baby? Pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even gotta pack your bags. I'm going. <laughs> I said- <laughs> but I ain't
1: going to lie, how that's going to go, boy? She's be like, hold on, Wait, hold
0: on, fella. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was, uh, she was ready to pull the trigger last year. Uh, I was just like, nah, I was just, yeah, I'm, I'm going to work. I, 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 we need some money. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay home and work. <laughs> but she was ready to pull the trigger last year, low-key. She definitely was. She was about to put a boy on a red eye and be like, have fun. So nah, salute salute to Boo for that. So hopefully she can book that ticket this year. Come on, get get it get it together, Astros. Get it together. Man. Watch the podcast, baby. <laughs> uh Sean Ho Izzo, uh, I know we've been long overdue, dog. Uh wouldn't put you on the spot to say give a pick now, but either you can go over to the NBA, but are there any type of props or plays that you've been seeing this? That's trending in terms of the NFL that you think may be favorable for people to just keep an eye out for.
1: Um, Cooper Cup is back, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> Say that again.
1: <laughs> Cooper Cup is freaking back. A freaking wagon. Guy gets a ton of volume, ton of targets, ton of receptions, ton of yards. Sean McVay is gonna utilize the guy in every which way. If people thought Puka Nakua was good, Cooper Cup is literally better. You're talking about a guy who won a triple crown just a couple years ago. I mean, it's a guy to watch out for potentially targets, yards, and receptions are all on the table for him. Um, but if you're looking for something a lot for next week, man, next Tuesday. Obviously, we got a free square on prospects, the step square. Um Austin Reeves over one and a half threes made.
3: Hey, the, don't that say get,
0: that too loud. Don't say that I know, too
1: loud. I know they're gonna see it. So hey man, lock in early. No, nah, we're gonna it's try cool. to get paid. It's, it's a man. whole week, it's a whole week before prospects should be on no BS and bumping right now, but Bro, that's definitely looking free. I think why he's is hit, that so low? I think he's hit the last nine out of ten games he's played bro, it's and like and,
0: a the crazy play, streak. and then the playoffs he was three for four and he probably didn't even have the green light that he'll have coming into this season oh yeah his starter now bro rotation I'm just like one and a half do y'all not know who AR is now hey man
1: you heard it here first man shine hard surgical step free square AR over one and a half threes made man free
0: I I love AR over one and a half that too. Nah, beautiful people. You just got paid. You just got paid for listening to this podcast. Yes, sir. Over one and a half threes. And you remember last time when Isaac gave y'all the Garrett Wilson pick, as it happened, live us shooting the podcast, it got bumped as soon as he called it. So prize picks definitely be listening to the podcast. <laughs> they like in and they
1: on to us.
0: Yeah, man. So <laughs> go go get Austin Reeves Prize Picks or uh, Underdog Fantasy. One and a half three pointers made. Lock it in, lock it in, lock it in, lock it in. Uh real quick, sedation kind of blixing through to wrap it up. Uh impressed about the Cowboys win over the Chargers.
1: Interested to hear
3: what you got to say. Um guess that's a no. I guess not yet. <laughs> I'm yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say no. Not wow. um, sure. So excited. Why not?
1: Talk about it. Um
0: Simply
3: because, you know, I, I didn't feel like Dak Prescott had to be who. I don't feel like he had to. The Charges are probably. Hard
1: to win win Staley. That. Staley is so horrible. He is the worst. He's probably worse than Mike McCarthy at just game managing, bro. This guy. I mean, he, he, he's so aggressive on fourth. For a guy that's so aggressive on fourth downs, bro, he. he he sure don't pick up a lot of them, bro. And you got this big arm quarterback, bro. And you just, I and Kelly Moore, like I said, I think the office looks good, bro. It's just something about y'all. It's like that team is so talented, but it's just like when it comes down to it, it's like the Chargers team got a cloud over them, bro. And, and I know we're talking, themselves themselves. So talking about the Cowboys, but I'm I speak about the Chargers because that's who they played. And it's like well, I mean, Chargers, it's, it's giving
3: context but... to why I'm not impressed.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly, and and, I, and that's why I was piggybacking off of it, and, and I definitely see a point on why you wouldn't be impressed, bro, because the Chargers are – I'm going to say it, bro. They're poverty. Um, they they went ahead, and I think they grabbed Quentin Johnston from TCU too early in the draft. They bypassed Jordan Addison, who's proven to, in my opinion, be way better, a more polished route runner. Um, Quentin Johnston ain't been doing nothing. I thought he was stepping to a bigger role with Mike Williams going down with the torn uh, ACL. But, man, you know, that, that hasn't been the case. It's definitely still been the Austin Eckler, you know, Kenan Allen show. But, you know, Chargers are the, Chargers are who the Chargers are, man. You know, they paid all the money. They got all them names on defense. You got Mack and Bosa on the, on the line. Then you got Derwin James, arguably the best safety And y'all got like the literally 32nd ranked pass
3: defense. I got Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. I knew he was going to lock up. Yeah. And he let Michael Gallup get off.
1: Damn, seven seven targets. Nigga could get eight targets, which is amazing to me. Hey, Dak, how about you throw the ball to him more often? How about that? How does Michael Gallup get 10 targets, bro? And three receptions? Are you doing yeah. anyway, man? I, I don't know. Call me crazy, I'm force feeding the ball to the best player that we got. But hey, you know, that's that's just me, <laughs> <laughs> or at least make sure this nigga yeah. get the line. Me,
3: the but they, they they do be trying to double him, though. They do be trying to
1: man, take him out. My the- oh, my, That, my, the- that shit.
3: oh, uh, we can't move the ball, bro. I'm sorry. Because Mike McCarthy we got an archaic he,
1: he tried to run more motion this week and I appreciated it, bro. But y'all offense still, I'm like, bro, I don't think
3: y'all lying. If they talk about y'all lying top five, y'all
1: lying ain't top five.
3: It ain't, bro. Who said that? We gotta make we gotta make shift line, bro. Yeah, I see that we don't have a good offensive line. Cause Tony he to like Elliot back there. I'm like, bro.
1: Is Tony Pollard okay, but no, I think I, that may be a combination I, I of a Play calling.
3: I, I mean, but nah, I, I really feel Tony like Pollard it's online on because Tony Pollard broke for Tony Pollard broke for one off sure will, and so I was like, nah, he yeah, literally. literally he just needs somebody. So he's still there, he, he just gotta get schemed up. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's um yeah. a, a,
0: I know he's out with the uh with a hand injury, but let's just say hypothetically he didn't have an injury and he was still healthy, that being Justin Fields. Would you ride the bandwagon of his production or would you just completely be done with it? His potential production. Because he I had those Jared. two
1: I have Jared Goff started.
0: But I'm, I know that, but I'm saying yeah. off those two great games he had, and before he got injured, he wasn't having a great game. He was definitely on the side of. I wasn't
1: impressed, bro. Trade the nigga to, <laughs> trade him to Atlanta, bro. Not, the Bears are, <laughs> the best thing they can do now is literally just tank, trade Justin to like Atlanta, hometown kid. Um, I think him in that offense with Bijan would be electric. You know, you got more receivers. You got a tight end and Kyle Pitts. You got Drake London, right? You got pieces over there. Um, And, hey, man, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. sound like a a beautiful one-two punch to start the rebuild of your franchise and just go from there, Bears. Literally go from there. You're probably drafting the best receiver and the best quarterback and your franchise's history up until that point. Quiet. Prove me wrong. What, Gale Sayers? <laughs> Receivers for the Bears, <laughs> that's probably it. Man, Brandon Marshall, them, you know, them hay, hay years whatever. But, yeah, man. I think they need to – that shit is cooked food over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Uh Shout out to our Texans, if by small chance my mother-in-law is watching this, I just want you to know, yes, indeed, we beat y'all again, uh, and also to Christian, Coach Johnson, if you just so happen to be listening to this, we beat the Jaguars, the- we, beat, we beat the Jags, and we beat the Saints, um, so uh, so yeah, nah, but nah, salute to the Texans, making it do what it do, I said that in God knows how long, but uh, shout out to our Texans for standing strong and we still tied right there uh, for the uh, for the division. Titans off and done with them, and we neck and neck with the other Jags. So, so yeah, we can get into the playoffs this year, bro. We can get we can get into the playoffs. I will say this though: we won that game. I know D'Amico Ryan's is trying to find. Find his way with our run game and Damian Pierce, but
1: um I think we gotta cut the kid loose and just let him rip it.
0: Yes. <laughs> like he's our best player. But we want to run the ball though. I like how we run the ball, bro. I know it's it's nothing wrong with how we run the ball, but I'm just saying, in this situation, specifically talking about this situation this past Sunday, uh going up against the uh, Saints. We were just trying to hopefully run the ball and hope, hoping that we can get first downs and playing not to lose because there were – shout outs to our defense, right? But we wasn't supposed to keep giving them the ball back. And I feel like the reason we kept giving them the ball back is because we were just trying to force feed and find, a way, find our way with the run. I get it. You throw the ball, they don't catch you. Stop the clock. But, yo – He's proven like yo let's like keep the ball in his hands when we're really trying to win keep the ball in his hands when we're really trying to win um so yeah that that's that's my only critique of this past Sunday um I just really wish we wasn't trying to like force the run or what have you um. But but it's it's coming together and once the runs run game starts to click on a consistent basis, like we out of here. I would love, love for us to sweep the Jags this season. Uh we sweep them this season and we uh we sweep them more than likely we would have a better record than them. I think they kinda in limbo. I know uh, Christian, he be going through it with them <laughs> um as they have a game this Thursday. So we'll see how they turn out. Yeah, man, Texans. Uh, we on to something big, man. We on to something big with that boy Stroud. Shout out to Nico Collins and now, man. The boys is getting the job done. Woods. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna wrap up this show. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all listening. This is what you call a great episode. Thank you for listening to Respect the Game, and we will be back with a banger episode next week to kick off the NBA season. Love you, beautiful people, and we will see you next week.